Welcome to the Rock of Bay County, Florida, where our vision is to be a multi-generational gathering, moving as one body to bring the glory of Yahweh to this beautiful county and to all the earth. We hope you are encouraged and blessed as you listen to this message. Last week, you remember, I, for those of you that were here, I came up here and I had, I held up about five books and like three pages of notes and I just said, I don't know how long we're going to be here. This week, I have really one book, the other one's just for reference, and about three notes, so it's a little bit different, and yet I'm as, I'm as full and more excited about today than I was last week, and some of it has to do with the fact that I'm not going to be, I, I will not be some preacher that needs to make sure you stay here for two hours. And I won't be some preacher that needs to make sure that you stay here for 30 minutes. But when I get up in the morning on a Sunday morning and I go into my office and I'm praying and I start to write notes down or I start to kind of see what out of what's been being spoken to me uh, over the past week or months or whatever it might be, that what I do is I'm faithful to write down what he says for today. Because all I care about is being effective through Holy Ghost and, and constantly pointing us towards the source and not towards a solution. And I felt just, I mean, there's been so many, this past, this past few weeks have been, I think anybody that's been a part, um, have been here, has been here or has seen or, or listened to anybody that has been a part of these gatherings the past two or three weeks would say that we've experienced some seriously powerful, incredible times that Holy Ghost has shown up in a way, Yeshua has shown up in a way that we haven't ever really quite seen in so many ways. And there are, there have been uh, the signs and the wonders and even miracles. And, um, and we've, we sang about that. Donna just talked a little bit about it. Um, if there's one thing that sticks out in my mind, as far as just a sign and a wonder that I didn't draw a whole lot of attention to, but it, it, it just was so miraculous and powerful to me was this, was this moment um, last week when we had this, uh, this prayer tunnel thing, which we've done the past couple weeks. And during whenever I was speaking, it wasn't even really necessarily something I had prepared, but I talked about the ongoing greater work shall you do and talked about Peter when, people, uh, when, when the people that were sick just pulled their sick out into the, the middle uh, of the streets. And when Peter's shadow would pass by, they were just hoping that his, that his shadow would pass them by and they would receive healing. Um, that was the expectation on their hearts, though it also said that all that were present were healed, not just those in the shadow. But one of the craziest things to me, and it was something that I believe that uh, that Holy Spirit just did maybe personally for me, and maybe it won't be that quite impactful to you, but I know all the inner workings of how this would have been cast and how things happen, um, that when we started this, this tunnel, um, I, I start to walk through and I'm just praying about this moment and where I'm given instruction, I'm inside the tunnel and I'm looking and I'm seeing everybody's that's over here arcing that their, their shadows are all across here. And it seems to, to some, it would be like, well, you know, there's lights are different and stuff like that. But there's little things like right now, I mean, there, there's shadows cast in, in, in some ways. But how it was laid across here was all due to the fact that, see, if you notice right now, the lights are a certain way. Because during somebody speaking, we like to bring them up. So if you have your Bible, you're taking notes or whatever else, you can see a little bit better. But during worship, we like to create more of an intimate setting and shut yourselves off and don't, you know, be worried about all the things you got to do, but just kind of close yourself off. So we bring those lights down. 
Um, and, and in last week, if you remember, uh, I, I came in here and just felt like, I don't know, we're not going to do praise and worship as we normally do right this moment. I just want to, um, I just want to have a piano playing and let's just sing our own song. Oh gosh. And because of that moment, the guys never changed the light setting. So I came up here out of that and just started speaking and the lights were cast a certain way so that when we started to go through this prayer arc or whatever you want to call it, prayer tunnel, that those shadows, and it was just, that to me is a sign and a wonder that he starts to show up, that he's making way for the miracle to take place. And so there's this, it's, it's just those kinds of things, the, the, the way he's been speaking to me lately, the way he's been speaking to others lately, uh, just the presence that I've, I've walked into and felt, um, I, it's, it's incredible what these days have held for us these past two or three weeks, right? And even greater than that, lo- you know, longer than that, but, but just specifically. <clears throat> but I, I feel this, uh, I feel the, a, a specific need this morning for someone, somebody, some, maybe a group of people, may, hopefully not a lot, but this is for me as well, or was for me, um, to be completely open about something when it comes to uh, w- what we've experienced the past few weeks. Um, and that is, in my own body, I need healing for a couple of things that I want, that, I, that, I, that you know, nothing major, no, don't worry about that, but like, I, I just, I expect the healing, I want the healing, um, and, and, and I'm up here as a leader, and we're having these tunnels, and I'm walking through them, praying in them, and all that kind of stuff, and I'm expecting in that moment for there to be healing taking place, yet today, I walk in those same things. Communion was a, was a major, major thing. I mean, you, if you ask any of the staff, any of, anybody that's been around me for the past month, like I've been talking about communion and how powerful of a moment that's gonna be. And while we're talking about it, we are gonna thank, first off, thank you all for taking the word that Holy Spirit gave me about this and putting your, because tra- most of, if not all, were there and we had a powerful time. It was incredible. And I'm so thankful that you were there. Thank you for, for trusting Holy Spirit in me and, and, and coming to that. And we are, until further notice, we're going to continue to do that. And I hope that you all continue to come and to, and to be a part of that. We're still going to be 30, 40 minutes quick in, out. Uh, but I believe it's vital for this time as we're joining together in a deeper revelation of what family is and how we commune with each other and, and, and our courses intersect with each other and Yeshua. And, I, and I'm going to continue to honor that moment. But I'll tell you, I spoke about that moment. I, I was excited about that moment. I, I had everything. Just I knew that, I mean, I was going to step in there and there would be like angels flying and it would be like this crazy, incredible moment. Yeah, I walked in there and I had one of this worst stomach pains that I've had out of nowhere, right? I walk in and that was like killing me. I was like, oh my gosh. I was laying up in my office. No, none of y'all knew this, but before we got started, I'm just praying. I'm like, Yahweh, take this pain out of my stomach. And I'm just laying there. And then there's all these other little circumstantial things that got me that day and, and just kind of beat me down. And even leading into that, I was like, I felt so... Uh, kind of concerned because I didn't have direction. Chris can tell you, some of the musicians can tell you. I had said, I'll be there to give you a little more direction. And they're great. They don't really need direction. He tells me like, you don't really have to give me direction. It's just, if you're hearing something specific, otherwise I'll go with it. And I love that we can all do that and that these guys can do that. But, uh, but I, but I wanted to have a clear cut direction. If, 
when I got up there to speak, I, I didn't even know what I was saying. I was just kind of rambling, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to get out of the way here. And maybe, maybe I said something that was good for you, but it, it, just for myself, I, I just couldn't follow this. And I just felt so, like, off. I was like, man, what is going on? Because this is supposed to be this moment, right? Like, this is supposed to be, the, like, you, you told me about this. Holy Ghost, you directed me in this. Why shouldn't I be someone that is standing here as a witness that is experiencing something just, but, but I'm going to continue to be faithful to do it, but still, like, what, what's going on? And, um, and I've started to learn something, and I hope that this, if this is the same thing with you, that if, if, you, if you came in here with the mindset when you walk through this tunnel, when you see the shadows, when you go through and you want to be a part of this and you walk through and today you're still dealing with that same thing, I believe that this is the reason why churches and people start to shy away from the, uh, from the healings, from the signs and wonders, and they just go and say like, blanket healing for that. If you stand, stand up or here, you know, that you're going to experience that and they can just hide behind that, that thing. But I know what I read, and I know that Yeshua in one encounter can heal. And I know that these things take place, and I've seen them, and I've heard about them, and I've seen it in here, and I've seen it among people. And I know, I've seen it in my own life in so many ways. So, um, but if you are that person that, that walked through and didn't experience it, or, or you came to communion and you were expecting this just powerful change, something, your, your mindset was not to take, uh, was not just to take communion as you always have, but you honored that, that, uh, that, um, that word that this, we're redeeming this thing, that we're going to do more with this thing, that this isn't going to be some religious whatever thing. You came in with that mindset, but when you took communion and you sat there and you prayed and you wanted and all you tasted was the styrofoam and B-grade grape juice like I talked about, like... And you did not see this manifestation, the signs, wonders, and miracles. I want to encourage you today because Holy Spirit has encouraged me in this. Is that first off, number one, it's not you. It's not like don't get caught up in all this like other people are experiencing this and I'm not. Then there must be some, maybe I'm not close enough with Yeshua to, to feel these things. Maybe I don't dance the way I should dance. Maybe I don't live the life that I should live. Maybe I, all these different things, but, but we have this, this focus on the results of, of what happens. We get so stuck on this results-driven thing here, right? The signs and the wonders and the miracles, the signs, the wonders and the miracles. And, and I, want to, I want to let you know that it's not always the woman with the issue of blood who comes up and touches the hem of his garment and experiences the healing. But sometimes it's the Jairus that first took a step to go to Yeshua, but then had to walk with Yeshua. And I've seen this as I've read this story. In fact, before I just keep going, I want to, y'all, y'all can get mad at me if you want, that's cool. Um, I'm gonna read this story again. Third time's a charm, right? Because there's some things I still want to pull, and I don't want to move on from this moment until, until I do. Two things before I forget. Real quick, and this is not, to, this is actually, this is, the reason I'm doing this is not because, um, oh, I got to get this in. It's because I don't want to forget this, and, I, and it's, it's super meaningful to me. And I, uh, I want to say welcome home to uh, Nolan Walsingham is here this morning, and we're so thankful to have him. Is that you up there? 
I know his parents are happy to have him back and we're happy. And then something that I have not done yet and I keep every Sunday, I'm like, oh, man, 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 I want to say this and just recognize it. But um, we want to rejoice with, uh, with the Childers family this morning because, uh, because they actually have a new granddaughter. My best friend Jonathan Murner and Tamara Murner, uh, they welcomed Eleanor Aya Murner um, a few, like a month ago. So we just rejoice with them and I just want to recognize that. And I love them. All right, so let's jump into this. So this is uh, Luke. I'm sorry, I don't even think I gave this to you guys. Um, maybe I did. I can't remember. But uh, it's, you've heard it twice. You, you're good. Um, this is Luke 8, uh, verse 40. And it says, When Yeshua returned to Galilee, the crowds were overjoyed, for they had been waiting for him to arrive. <clears throat> Just then a man named Jairus, the leader of a local Jewish congregation, fell before Yeshua's feet. He desperately begged him to come and heal his 12-year-old daughter, his only child, because she was at the point of death. Yeshua started to go with him to his home to see her, but a large crowd surrounded him. In the crowd that day was a woman who had suffered greatly for 12 years from slow bleeding. Even though she had spent all that she had on healers, she was still suffering. Pressing in through the crowd... She came up behind Yeshua and touched the tassel of his prayer shawl. Instantly, her bleeding stopped and she was healed. Yeshua suddenly stopped and said to his disciples, someone touched me, who is it? While they all denied it, Peter pointed out, Master, everyone is touching you, trying to get close to you. The crowds are so thick. We can't walk through all these people without being jostled. Yeshua replied, yes, but I felt power surge through me. Someone touched me uh, to be healed and they received their healing. When the woman realized she couldn't hide any longer, she came and fell trembling at Yeshua's feet. Before the entire crowd, she, was decla- uh, she declared, I was desperate to touch you, Yeshua, for I knew if I could touch even the fringe of your robe, I would be healed. Yeshua responded, beloved daughter, your faith in me has released your healing. You may go with my peace. Um, while Yeshua was still speaking to the woman, Someone came from Jairus' house and told him, there's no need to bother the master any further. Your daughter has passed away. She's gone. When Yeshua heard this, he said, Jairus, don't yield to your fear. Have faith in me and she will live again. When they arrived at the house, Yeshua allowed only Peter, John, and Jacob, along with the child's parents, to go inside. Yeshua told those left outside who were sobbing and wailing with grief, stop crying, she is not dead, she is just asleep and may be awakened, and must be awakened. They laughed at him, knowing for certain that she had died. Yeshua, approaching the body, took the girl by her hand and called out with a loud voice, my sleeping child, awake, rise up. Instantly, her spirit returned to her body and she stood up. Yeshua directed her stunned parents to give her something to eat and ordered them not to tell anyone what just happened. So, so this is what Yahweh has shown me for my personal walk here. Is Jairus was walking from glory to glory to glory. His first glory was going and approaching Yeshua. And sometimes it's, it's what, what, did, what did Yeshua say to the woman with the issue of blood? And he said many times and during healings was, what was it that made them well? Her faith. That word faith in this context is, context is imuna, which actually means firm action. Crazy, huh? 
firm action. So not just belief, not just even hope, uh, but there's a firm action that's taken place. And so it's, so say it like that, your firm action made you well. And so, uh, so Jairus, he takes a firm action to go to Yeshua first. Now Jairus, when he stops along his path, has another opportunity to take firm, uh, firm action, right? When he's stopped and he, wants, he thinks it needs to happen right now, it needs to look like this, this is how it's going to happen. In fact, he even sees someone receive it just like that. Firm action. There's one glory. Second glory is that he, cho- he chooses to, to not respond in the way that most of us would respond in a situation like that, and he's able to walk. He's permitted to walk again with Yeshua. And the next step, think about walking into your house, people you love and you trust and you know have your best interests in mind. This is fam- think It's family and friends that are in the room with this dead girl. That's it. There's no way that they just have a bunch of people. Like, it's family and friends and people that are closest to Jairus and closest to his family sitting there telling him this prophet that he brought. They're laughing at him, mocking him. They're in tears. They're crying. They're like, look, she is dead. It's over with. In that walk, in that second glory, he, he got worse before it got better. And I'm not sitting here going, oh, well, your walk is going to get worse before it gets better. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying for Jairus, his thing got worse, complete hopelessness, and before he was able to walk into the next glory in his response. And so then he takes another step, and he goes into this house. His family is sitting there saying, nope, she's dead. Who is this? Whatever. Like, he can't do anything about this, laughing, mocking, whatever. And he, st- and he stands with Yeshua in that moment, still with his firm action of I'm going to continue to take another step. One foot in front of the other. I'm right here with him. I'm with the man and I put everything in him. And it's more about the walk to me than it is about the results because I know that this is where the source is. This is the source right here. And so he walks in in the third glory of, of overcoming this thought process of his, of his own family telling him he's wrong and it's not going to work out, this isn't it. He still has every bit of hope in Yeshua in that moment that he's able to experience a moment with his daughter alive in his arms again. But I want you to know, like, as, <clears throat> as I've walked through these tunnels... As I've taken communion, there is one thing that is overriding than the nat- that, that the natural can't, uh, can't, can't quill in me anymore, and it is my spirit. And you can ask Eva what I said after communion. She said, how did you feel about everything? How, 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 what, was, what was it that you experienced? A lot of times we talk to each other about this after a service, after uh, anything that we go through. Like, what, what did you experience? What is, what's your thought process on it? And I said, by my spirit, I know that it was a powerful moment. Because I've walked and I've been tested in this and I've been tried in this and that what I feed on is Yeshua and that I don't have to feel completely well in that moment because I trust that it's my walk that is the most important thing. 
if you hear me today, like, I, like I'm not trying to, I, and I would never try to make any kind of an excuse for why I don't walk in perfect healing because I'm never complete until, until, until he, he makes me complete. And I'm going to continue to build in my relationship. But I believe that every single moment that you have an opportunity to gather together, you have an opportunity to walk through, or you have, wake up in the morning that there is a new grace today, a new glory today, that if you will continue to walk in it, that you've already received the healing, the healing's there, but you're walking it out. And you might need, he might want your walk to impact someone else and impact someone else and impact someone else because it's not about you and it's not about your healing, it's about the walk. And it's not just about the signs, wonders, and miracles, though those things are byproducts, but I feel this need, I was telling Ben in our meeting right before this, that, that I feel this need as a leader to get back, grab hold of this thing and say, there are signs, wonders, and miracles, but let me pull you back and point you towards the source. Not the signs, wonders, and miracles, though we are going to experience those and we are experiencing those and those things are awesome and incredible and amazing. And as you've seen those that have gone through the tunnel, I know that uh, Alicia told me that as she walked through this tunnel, a weight that she's felt forever just she could feel it lifting off of her. And if I'm honest, I feel like I'm in a continuous uh, prayer tunnel lately where I feel this weight just getting pulled off of me and I'm less worried about tomorrow than I am in this exact moment. And I'm not stressed about things. I'm not, I'm not worried about how this thing's gonna look or what, what we're gonna do next. And I can come here with three notes or I can come here with three pages. It doesn't really matter to me. I'm just letting Holy Spirit and Yeshua guide me through this. And I'm more worried about that walk than anything else. Amen. Amen. My wife is not in here, or I was going to have her, uh, have her share this because it would be so much uh, better from her. And Okay, go get her, and I'll, I'll dance or something until she gets back. <laughs> um, but I was talking to Jordan Smith uh, the other day, and other than like Damon or uh, Apostle Aaron, other than people that are in here already, I don't talk a whole lot about what's going on here to other people. I just don't, that doesn't come up. I don't, you know, whatever. And, and, but Jordan calls me and he's celebrating his 10 year anniversary with Sarah in Vancouver uh, right now. They're there and um, I don't know why he was calling me, but um, he calls me the other day and he was just telling me about his trip and um, about everything going on there. And he's just like, man, I really just felt the need to call and just check on you, see how everything's going. And, uh, and I, I can't explain it. Like I started to share something that I don't really get to share a lot about of just what's going on. You can come on up, babe. Um, I started to share like what was going on. I was telling him just stories of what Yahweh has done here and how excited I am and how free I feel and how a part of this family I feel and how amazing it is. And it was just, it's seriously like, it is the, it is the thing. It is the source. And I want to keep diving into that. This I'm telling you, this is, this is a little bit weird today, and that's completely okay. I have somewhere that I believe Yeshua is kind of driving me to, um, but I just feel some things that I, I just had to say. I just have to get out, and I want it to be a witness to you. But, um, Eva, just share, if you don't mind, the, uh, even if you do mind, I'm, <laughs> I think you're going to do it. I always say that. Um, just what you told me Wednesday night about your experience with communion, what you saw as it re- pertains to remembrance. Okay. Got it? Think so, uh, kind of on the spot. But uh, <clears throat> whenever I, Ellen had taken Leo, and so I was able to sit and and take communion. And I just, as I was doing it, 
I started to say, I remember you. I remember you. And, and it wasn't like it was even me saying it. It was like it was just coming out. And so I just went with it. And I just, you know, when you surrender to Yahweh in those moments, and it just continues. And so I was just saying, I remember you. I remember you. I remember you. But in that, it was not a remembering, like, I remember everything you did. It was literally, I felt as if I was an amnesia patient, and I remembered him for the first time. Like, I remembered that I had always known you, always, like, like a husband or a mother or a father or a wife or something, somebody that you have this close relationship with. It was that kind of a remembering. And so it was just, I just... That's all. I don't know how else to describe it. It was, it was literally like, like that kind of relationship that you were closer to him than anybody else. And it's like, I, I remember you. My eyes are open. I'm sure if y'all have ever seen a movie or anything, you know what I'm talking about. That, you know, you're walking, you don't remember, and all of a sudden a moment happens and you... So that's yeah. what that was for me. Amen. And so that was... that has struck me this week and that's and that's kind of where I'm at today um because as soon as she told me that I told you like kind of what I was experiencing in communion even though by the spirit I knew I could see it on people's faces I could see people having encounters I could see uh, you know and then I people told me that afterwards I heard through you know many people that that was a very powerful time um but Eva when she spoke to me about that that evening we were talking she said I felt like an uh an amnesia patient just all of a sudden seeing she actually I think that the term she used then was like seeing my my first love the one that I've known forever it's like but I didn't know I knew them forever until this thing woke up in me and so it was like I rem not only did I just remember them I remembered that I've known them forever that I've always been in love with the one and uh and it's just a deeper revelation of Yeshua and it's super powerful. And it made me think of, of what I have experienced over the past few years of how Yeshua has, has made himself known to me. You know, the thing is, is when I read these stories and I keep going back to miraculous stories that, you know, are shared in the New Testament. And I've, I've shared those with you. And a lot of people have said, um, I say this in complete humility, but they say like, man, I've never heard the story told that way. Uh, I've read it a lot and then it's coming alive to me. And I can tell you that the reason it's coming alive to you is the reason it's coming alive to me is because I'm not talking about somebody that I've heard about. When I read these stories, you, know, you ever have somebody come up to you and tell you like, hey, have, I want to tell you a story. Do you know this person? No, I don't know him. Well, that won't mean anything to you. You know what I mean? Like I'm telling you a story of someone that I know and that I'm walking in relationship with. And, and I can be a testament to the fact that I'm that there is a, a waking up and, uh, of things that have been sleeping in you or things that you, have, things that you have laid down. Damon said a profound thing when we were in South Carolina recently, and it was that he said, you know, when I, I used to feel bad about wanting certain things. There were certain, like, uh, like, I think for him it was like horses, like he loved horses and he just felt as like a minister and all this kind of stuff, like he shouldn't have all of these things and it's just wants or whatever. And, um, but he, he wanted horses, he wanted to, to have that. And so as he walked through out of what he calls like the, the uh, uh, religious entertainment business and he came on the other side of that and Yeshua started to make himself reveal himself in a greater degree, he realized that that thing was still alive in him. 
And that even a want, that even a thing that, that you thought you had to lay down in an old, inferior age, that today he's redeeming some things within us. That there are things that are waking up within us that we might have said are there or dead, but actually they are just sleeping. You hear me in that? Yeshua is coming back, and when his word comes, like, no, not dead, only sleeping, you have permission to allow those things to wake up and rise up in you, and today you have a glory you didn't have yesterday. And so when Eva told me this story, the only thing that kept ringing true in my spirit, what I kept hearing, and I just, it it was like, it just immediately came alive as I just heard this phrase, now I see. Now I see. And I woke up every morning. Now I see. And I didn't know. I know there's biblical reference to it that we can look at, but I just kept hearing, now I see. And now I see. Every morning and and, and throughout the day, just now I see. Now I see. Now I see. And it was like uh, something, another degree of what I've been experiencing. I was was, from whatever's story was, was imparted into me to a greater degree. Like John 17 says, is that he's, reve- that he's revealing to fa- the Father to us. He's revealed them and he continually reveals him in a, in a greater degree. And I feel this thing, like I just was imparted something new. Like now I see something I didn't see. And I, th- I was reminded about uh, when we, when Eva was, uh, when she's been pregnant, she loves that first moment that she feels a kick. And if you talk to any mother, uh, they'll talk to you about that. It's like the sign of life, that something comes alive with inside of them. And so she, and, and even like throughout like her, her walk in pregnancy, she would just love to be driving and all of a sudden feel a little flutter kick because she was just like, oh, you're there, you're there. And I feel like Yeshua is doing this, if I can do an analogy here with that, like that all of us are, have him within us and he is kicking and making himself aware through, Yeshua, through, through Holy Ghost within us that there's gonna be some things as we go on in this walk that we wake up to, that we realize like he says, I'm here, I'm here, now I see, now I'm awakened to it. And I think that it's, it's, it's vitally important that I continue to make sure that we are focused on the source and not the solution. That's been my message from day one that, you, that, that, that Holy Ghost showed me is that, that we are, that I as a leader or that I uh, as just a person in, in the community or wherever, that as I come in contact with people, my number one goal is to point people to the source, not tell them about my solution and not tell them about what they can experience. I just want to make the introduction and step out of the way. Because those preachers and the, the new age religion and, and all that stuff that I've talked about, what their goal is, is to be stuck on the signs, wonders, and miracles and say, look what you can experience. This is what we're selling today. But just hold on a little bit more. I know you didn't get, I, just hold on a little bit longer. This is what we're selling today. And we continue to stay. And I think about my little sister when, uh, when she was a lot younger, um, when we were in high school, she, uh, she always got mistaken for Taylor Swift. And I remember that, uh, I remember that, I think Katie Grammer has had the same thing. Like they, they just, they have that look about them, especially uh, in high school when she first came out. And so I remember Sarah Beth, the first time she showed me a, a picture of, or she showed me this music video. I didn't even know who Taylor Swift was at the time. Now everybody does. And if you don't, 
I'm sorry, like she's just a singer. She's a country singer. She's not a country singer anymore. Whatever she is, she's a singer. Uh, super famous. But then she shows me this video of her, and I'm like, yo, like that's you. <laughs> like seriously, when did you become a country star, and how much money do you have, and how much can I have? Like that. I was like looking at her singing. I was like, this is crazy. And she, at the time she looked so much like her, we would go places and, and we would, we would walk around and, and she would, uh, like we'd have people come up to, especially when we went to like Nashville or something like that. We'd have people see, you could walk by and you could see them like looking at her and be like, (laughs) and we knew what they were doing. It became really weird. Like, I think she even changed her hair color at that time. Like, and actually Taylor Swift ended up changing her hair color at the exact same time. We're like, ah, but she, she really, it was, she didn't like the attention. You know, it was kind of a little bit weird. I remember we were in a restaurant and like we went out, we went out to this restaurant and, and our waiters were like ridiculous about like that, that is her. Like I was getting up to go to the bathroom and the dude's like, he's like, like that girl you're with is Taylor Swift. I was like, no, that's my little sister and take that twinkle out of your eye before I remove the whole eye. <laughs> Like, seriously chill out. Like, he's, like, so pumped about it. And he's like, that is, that's Taylor Swift. I'm like, dude, I'm telling, that's not Taylor Swift. That is my sister, Sarah Beth. I know he was hoping she, was ordering, she would order a drink or something so he could check her ID and get uh, confirmation there. But I'm like, no, it's not. But what, I, what it made me think of, I was thinking about that this week, and I, and I started to think about the fact that, you know, in our culture, in, in, uh, in just how we do in America and just the world, that, like, People have all of these amazing things. They have these amazing talents and giftings and anointings. And Sorry, Eva. I'll finish the sentence and then I'll take a drink, but I can't help it. Um, I always say that like she's always getting on to me about stuff. I'm just messing with her. Um, but, um, but anyways, but we, they have all these things, like whether it be uh, NBA star that's won championships or there's all these things that they've done, they've shown results and they always point them back to the person. And it's like, man, you get so infatuated with the person, even though you might be pumped about their accomplishments and things that have done, it always points them back to the actual person. And that's who they're psyched about. That's who they want to see. That's who they want to be around. They want to see the person. I can see some light bulbs turning on about where I'm going with this. What about in, in Christian culture? It seems that we, on the other hand, in the spirit world, have fallen in love with the actual works instead of the man, instead of the relationship with the one. And I don't know why that is. I think it's because physically we can't just see them and it's not, but all of the works, all I can say is that the, 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 the church world has pointed everybody towards the works. Look at what he can do. Look at all this kind of stuff. Look at, and it's almost like they're using Yeshua's power and his works and his glory as, as, as something to sell rather than the man. And so today I just feel this grace and this thing to point you towards the source again, to point you towards Yeshua, to walk with him and not get caught up on the results or how you feel today, but let that thing as you feed on him, as you take communion with him and communion with his family, let that thing just wake up in you and you'll start to feel these kicks like I do. And you'll start to not worry about the results and you'll know that maybe they're coming. But the thing is, is that I'm just going to walk. I'm more worried about the walk than I am the end result. So I want to look at this real quick, and I want to, I'm just going to say this, and, uh, and we're going to go on, Donna, this is yours, um, but, uh, but I, I want to I look at this thing, now I see, and we'll jump into it further, uh, maybe in weeks to come, or maybe not, I don't know, we'll see, um, but, uh, oh, I did make a note to remind you, 
next week, I don't, I think I made this about as clear as mud last time I said something about it, but next week, Eva and I will be out of town. Um, a few weeks ago, we went to Saluda, uh, South Carolina for um, Carolina Revival. That's something that happens the first of every single month, um, the first Friday, and it's a three-day weekend thing, and it has uh, Damon and Tammy become kind of a spiritual mama and papa to us, like we believe that um, we, we are to honor them by going to that, to be a part of that, and to kind of saturate in that. Um, uh, we don't know all what that means, but it's something that Holy Ghost has directed us to do, and Apostle Aaron and Damon are both in agreement with that. Um, so for a time, the first weekend of every month, we'll be there. We'll be here this Wednesday night. We're not leaving until like Thursday or Friday, and, uh, but I just want to say that to you. So, you know, like last time I let Zach, where is Zach? Last time I let that dude just announce it, and he came up, man, I was listening to the, to the live recording afterwards, and he's like, he's like, yeah, uh, so Mark's out of town, Mark and Ever are out of town, like they're in Saluda, and we bless them, and he said, and he wanted me to tell you, and immediately I was like, wait a second, there you are, wait a second, I didn't tell him to tell you anything. And I'm telling you, that kid went off. I mean, he, he said stuff like, he's just thankful that you guys can worship without him. I was like, are you serious? Please tell me you didn't just say that to that people. And he just kept going. I mean, there was about three or four. And Mark also wanted me to tell you. I said, no, I didn't. So I'm just going to tell you myself, Zach, before I release you. He, said, he told me, I asked him about it. He said, listen, when the anointing gets on me, when I have the microphone, I'm not obligated to, to do anything. I just say... I was like, man, well, let's get a little bit less anointing whenever you're giving announcements here. <laughs> so we're good. So if Zach says anything next week, Mark said, just go ahead and walk out or close your ears. Just don't worry about it. But Ben's going to be bringing the word next week. And if you, man, I'm, I personally have, I sit with this guy just about every day and I hear something coming out of him. If you if you believe in this family and this thing at all, you need to be here to hear what a prophetic voice has to say. I know that a lot of people, they like to, they like to have it clean cut and all this and just pretty packaged for them. But there is nothing better than the pure, direct from the throne room, uh, throw it out there thing that Ben can do like no one else. And so be here next week. And I will definitely be listening afterwards to hear it from me, um, even though I've heard it throughout the weeks and I, and I love it. So... It's awesome. Okay, so now I see, and I, I promised myself I wasn't going to just jump into another story, especially whenever we have, you know, uh, we'll be gone and we're going to have a break here and we might come back to this story. I don't know. But I just, I, I, all I know to do this morning, since I don't have all of these notes and I don't have all this stuff, is just go off of what I have. And that is the word, now I see. And I went to the to scripture to read about this story. And we, for those of you that that's, it's kind of jogged what that is. One, the only story, maybe there's another one. I don't know. But of, of the, the, the healing of the man with, uh, that was blind from birth and clay in his eyes, Yeshua spit, y'all remember that? There's a, there's a line in there that he, where he says, now I see. And uh, I want to get to that and just kind of, kind of just drive this point home if I can. Is that cool? <clears throat> hey, Andrew or uh, Samuel or one of y'all, jump up on the piano for me. Samuel, you got it, bro. Andrew did it last week. Thank, let's, let's give uh, Samuel uh, a hand. I'm so thankful for these guys. Like, they're so, 
There's, it's not about necessarily the words. Sometimes it's about the presence that these people can bring. And something's just transferred to me uh, when there's frequencies of sounds that are being played that come through and help me to deliver something to you that I feel Holy Spirit is speaking to me. So, so let's just, uh, let's, let's look at this here. This is uh, John 9, um, fifth, well, let's start. Uh, let's start on uh, verse 11, because I, I wanna show you something that I, that I saw. Um, so let me give you some context to lead you in. So this is basically a man that's been blind since birth. Yeshua walked by him. Um, you know, the, the whole question of like, what, uh, was this his sin or is, you know, someone else's sin? And there's all this stuff and there's so much to pull from this story, but I'm not going there. I just want to, I just want to touch on what Yahweh's shown me uh, for today. So, um, so he's coming back and he's basically, after he's been healed, he's coming to, uh, to, to testify of that healing. Um, so uh, the people are gathered around him and they said, uh, you know, uh, what has happened to you? And so verse 11 what we're gonna start. He says, he replied, I met the man named Yeshua. He rubbed clay on my eyes and said, go to the pool named uh, Siloam, 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 someone tell me. We'll go with Siloam Um, and wash. So I went and, and while I was washing the clay from my eyes, I began to see for the very first time ever. So the people of the neighborhood inquired, where is this man? He said, I have no idea. The man replied, so the people marched him over to the Pharisees to speak with them. They were concerned because the miracle Yeshua performed by making clay with his saliva and anointing the man's eyes happened on a Sabbath day. This is like typical Pharisee thing. It happened on the Sabbath, a day that no one uh, was allowed to work. Then the Pharisees asked the man, how did you have your sight restored? I think it's funny how, if you listen to this story, how he starts with like specifics. Yeshua rubbed clay and saliva on my eyes. And as the story goes by, it's like a man anointed my eyes with clay. Then I washed and now I can see for the very first time in my life. Then an argument broke out among the Pharisees over the healing of the blind man on the Sabbath. Some said, this man who performed the healing is clearly not from God. He doesn't even observe the Sabbath. Others said, if Yeshua is just an ordinary sinner, how could he perform a miracle like that? This prompted them to turn on the man healed of blindness, putting him on the spot in front of all of them, uh, demanding an answer. They asked, who do you say he is? the man who opened your blind eye, your, your blind eyes. He said, he's a prophet of God. Then the man, replied, uh, the man replied, still refusing to believe that the man had been healed and was truly blind from birth. The Jewish leaders called for the man's parents to be brought to them. Parents uh, basically testified, yeah, he's blind. He was blind from birth, blah, 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 blah. Let's go to 24. Um, So once again, they summoned the man who was healed of blindness and said to him, swear to God to tell us the truth. We know the man who healed you is a sinful man. Do you agree? The man replied, I have no idea what kind of man he is. All I know is that I was blind and now I can see for the first time in my life. And now I see, now I see. So 35, when Yeshua comes back because the Pharisees threw the man out of the city and he said, when Yeshua learned that they had thrown him out, 
he went to, uh, to find him and said to him, do you believe in the son of God? The man whose blind eyes were healed answered, who is he master? Tell me so that I can place all of my faith in him. Yeshua replied, you are looking right at him. He's speaking with you. It's me, the one in front of you now. Then the man threw himself at, the feet, at his feet and worshiped Yeshua and said, Lord, I believe in you. And Yeshua said, I have come to judge those who think they see and make them blind. And for those who are blind, I have come to make them see. Some of the Pharisees were standing nearby and overheard these words. They interrupted Yeshua and said, you mean to tell us that we are blind? Yeshua told them, if you would acknowledge your blindness, then your sin would be removed. But now that you claim to see, your sin remains with you. And this now I see thing is what this is here. Here is the rhythm of the day of Holy Ghost. Is that we have got to, as a people, not be here and not be in today based on yesterday, based on a, uh, a revelation he gave you in 1972 while you're laid out on your grandma's floor. I'm talking about literally today, today. Today has become so much more important to me than yesterday. And, and, I, and, I, and I could easily get caught on how powerful of a moment we had last week and think this week is lesser than. But I refuse to do that because by the spirit, I know this thing is ever increasing. And every single day that we wake up, it's from glory to glory. And you and I need to constantly look for the newest revelation of Yeshua to ourselves. And let me tell you who's gonna reveal that to you. Yeshua himself. I get very weary of hearing a lot of preachers start to tell me or tell other people or not just preachers, people trying to give you a revelation of who he is. Don't talk to me about him, point me to him. And I'm just telling you today that that is what is, that's what, that's what I'm feeling this morning. There's going to be, I believe this is a prophetic word for this house that a now I see, that now I see myself through his eyes that now I see my today, not, not based on yesterday or what has been done for me, but today that I have eyes of the spirit to see what it is that he has for my today. And you need to be encouraged in this message, even if it doesn't seem like a feel good, whatever message to you, I need you to see this, that this thing I'll continue to say is from glory to glory, ever increasing. And it's not based on your natural thought process, but understand by the spirit it is overcoming and that tomorrow you have a new grace and a new glory that you didn't have today. And today we have a new grace and anointing and glory and these moments become so much more powerful than just your today, whatever. I woke up, I had a bad day, I did whatever. But you start to say, wake up and say, Yahweh, I'm gonna feed Yeshua, I'm gonna feed on you. I'm gonna commune with you and you show me what this today means. Let's stand. Y'all, you feel this this morning? You got this? I feel like there's a whole lot more to be said on this matter, but I'm, I'm not gonna say it because I'm not feeling the permission to do so. But I, I, wanna, I want us to just lift our hands. I just wanna speak over us this morning. 
Yahweh, we are not settled in our, our knowing of your son today, but we as a people are stepping into a greater revelation of who he is and who you are in our lives. And if we have not received what we believed we should have received by today, that we know that we actually have, but we're walking it out. And our focal point is you, Yeshua. Our focal point is you, not the results, but this family and rejoicing with those who are rejoicing that have seen the breakthrough, that it is an announcement that ours is coming, but even though that it hasn't come, that it's actually an announcement that we're gonna walk into a greater anointing of who you are and all of the other things are a byproduct and, and just flow from that relationship. We receive you in a greater degree today, Yeshua. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for the power you've brought to this house and thank you for this family. We declare this in the name of Yeshua, amen. All right, listen, uh, so Wednesday, please continue to be there. I, I, I don't, I don't have, pretend to have the answers for these things. I just know that this is something that is absolutely important for our family. And I'm thankful that you have come. And I, if you can't come, we'll, 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 we'll consider you there and, and commune for you. But uh, be here Wednesday, 6.30, um, to, to take communion with us. And, uh, and then come next week um, for Pastor Ben and or just Ben, that he is... Uh, that he's going to bring an incredible spirit with him and, and uh, we need to be here for that. So we love y'all. Pray for Evan and I as we go and try to walk this thing out and see what we need to get in South Carolina or give. And, uh, and, and thank you very much. Love you. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information on The Rock of Bay County, please go to therockofbc.org. Or give us a call at 850-785-7625.